Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop gaming podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid. Mindless there will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. That, that's, that's, our, that's our best feature. Hey, geeks! It's episode seventy-five, and I'm Blue Samurai, and I'm with. Wow, you are very enthusiastic. I am Rebeculous, and I am with. And I am still Paul. Again, well, very enthusiastic. Yes. Well, that's our job. So um, you got to be enthusiastic on this show. Welcome to Geeks of Cascadia. It's episode seventy-five. Um, and today, that's crazy. Are you sure it's seventy-five? Yep. It is seventy-five, and uh, we are. I have a question for you, Michael Ott. Today, okay, Michael and, Ott, um, good guy. We apologize. We we should be doing more of these, but you know, life stuff gets it's in the happened. Way. I'm super. I'm so busy. Yes, and I have, I have, a, I have a question, please, Blue Samurai, yes. sir. Um, yes. How how many episodes has Rebeculous been in? Do you know? Because I'm I not know. in all seventy-five. I know you'll have to count it. I mean, you don't have that information. Sorry. You have to wow. go back. And you care down. that much? I don't. I don't actually. Um, and I do want to uh, put uh, a huge apology out to Mike Ott because I know we recorded this what back in months ago. October. Yeah. October. Yeah. yeah. October. Five months ago. Us. He hates us. But things happen, and you know, um, life. Again, yeah. life. Yeah. But. Uh, we're really happy to have your interview, though. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Rebeculous found Michael Ott at the convention at Dragonflight. Rebeculous, uh, how did you run across Michael? Uh, I was walking the game floor, and um, his games just look really cool. And I, I tend to shimmy on up to tables where the games are, they draw one's attention in. And they all looked very different. He had two or three of his games spread out uh-huh. on his table. And... Uh, and I just wanted to play with him. And then he started talking to me because I was playing with the games on his table. That's how that works. Cool. It's cool. So yeah. Which, and I bought one. Which game did you play the most? Um, he had the one, uh, uh, I forgot the name of it, actually, because um, now it's months later. But um, I you bought, bought it. I bought, Rick. no, I bought um, Hex, 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 Hexanose. That's not oh, the you one didn't, he taught me how to play. You didn't do Bricks and Brutes, huh? Uh, bricks and Brutes, thank you. Um, no, I didn't do that because um, mm-hmm. it's 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 better with more than two players. Okay. And I look for um, things that I can play with my wife. And we don't have any friends, so it's always just us two. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but uh, yeah, Bricks and Brutes was actually looked like the most fun of his games. I don't know, they all look fun. They're all fun and all um, kind of cool and different. So Yeah, he's... Uh... Uh, well, he'll tell you listen to the uh, the interview, but he'll tell you all about himself. But uh, let's get in the game news or con news. Uh, so, Paul, what do we got? Well, again, got, there's less going on than there is normally. Still, Paul got a haircut. Can I just point out? I, got a haircut. I finally got a haircut. It's My looking very moved. styling, buddy. Very, very yeah. moved to uh, North Carolina. Good shape. It took me about eight to ten weeks to get a haircut. I went to a downtown Everett downtown ever armstrong cool. barber cool yeah cool. They're great. did you get they're a cool. did you get a shave and a, and a hot towel oh, and all that i got my neck shaved that was nice wow wow i haven't done that in a while 
You should get your neck, neck shaved. shaved. Yes. I'm gonna. I like that a lot. My, great. It's on my to-do list. <laughs> um, Playtest Northwest, they uh, even through the pandemic, they never stopped doing stuff. But they have some events coming up on um, March 27th, which is coming up very soon. Um, they're going to be at Games Heaven in Linwood. And on April 5th, they're going to be at Games Plus in Lake Stevens. I don't know if anybody, anyone goes there, if that's their home game store. Um, and doing some play testing. So that'll be cool. If you want to check out their website, it's playtestnorthwest.com. And you can sign up for their events on Meetup, which is totally cool. Also coming up, we've got WagonCon in the Dalles, Oregon. Wagon con, wagon con, like station wagon or covered it's wagon, more like covered wagon, I think, because it's Volkswagen. Like, it's more like Oregon Trail. You died of dysentery.com. What if you don't have a covered wagon? Can you just, you can just, you can just buy drive one there? Okay, down there, your Forester and okay. park it. Um, hopefully, it's going to be a, a forest green. I have a truck that's kind of wagon like. I guess you could drive your truck, but you have to put a wagon thing on the back. Okay. At any rate, it's May 6th, 7th, and 8th in the Dalles in Oregon. They don't give you a more specific address. <laughs> you just look for all the wagons. Website <laughs> just to make it more challenging. Look for the circles you, of wagons. You're actually doing this Lewis and Clark thing where you're looking for an escape convention. Um, I, I honestly could not find the address or the hotel information on their website. But go to wagoncon.com. And you can send them an email. It looks like it's fun. It's a small, it's like a 300 person, 400 person convention usually. It looks super fun. You should go. It's only Oregon. Well, Let's go. Right. Let's do it. Thinking, I was actually thinking about it. I mean, it's a couple of months from now. I was actually we, thinking about it. We might be the only ones there. It'll be great. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe part of the fun. It's like um, the, the, was it the greatest race? That thing they have on CBS? No. <laughs> where you have to you just have to find the convention before you can attend um, you buy your ticket then you have to find it um, <laughs> that seems like work other than that uh, um, Dragonflight this is um, up their website's up and running they're selling badges and that's going to be August did um, you say did you say what did you say you Dragonflight? said badges okay badges. sorry they, they sell memberships I'm sorry excuse me Dragonflight sells memberships. They're a 501, 501c4. They sell memberships, and that gives you voting rights. I don't know why I know this stuff, but yeah, yeah. part of my job is knowing this stuff. Um, anyway, there it's going to be in August again, which is good because um, October is not good for Dragonflight. It's going to be August 26th, 27th, and 28th. I'm going to be there. I was gonna book my room. I was gonna book my rooms today, but um, the link's not working properly. So I'm going. To I didn't think you could there. book your rooms that early. Hmm? Interesting. I didn't know you could book your rooms that early. Yeah, um, yeah, um, you could if the link was working, but it's only only letting you book one room one room night at a time for some reason. Hmm. So I'm going to email Amy tomorrow. Um, so, but dragonflight.org. Check it out. It's going to be great. We can get back to normal stuff, hopefully. Cool. All right. Normal now stuff, you had, stuff. 
you asked me to go to ETX or something like that. that ETX, yeah, that's that's um, yeah. I want to go to ETX. The the Lucy Awards are happening. Okay. There's definitely going to be some tournaments. When is that? You can tell from their website what else is going on at ETX. It's in Redmond, I believe. Mm -hmm. We know the person that does ETX. We should get him on the show. We should, um, if we could remember his name. Do you remember his name? I is it? don't. Okay. Well, it's been a while. It's been like five years. I want to say Patrick. Why do I want to say Patrick Daly? Probably because you're good with names. No, I'm not. I'm very no. bad. Patrick is right. Patrick Day. Ha-ha, I was right. Wow, if, see? If, if, see? He's, if he's still doing it, he may or may not be still he, doing it. He is, and uh, oh. he was working for Uncle's Games, but no longer. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So, Lucy Awards are happening. There's there's going to be at least a um, couple um, tournaments going on there. I'm not sure right. what the tournaments are. That's a one-day convention, I believe, right? Um, it was when we went. Yeah. But that was, again, five years ago in a whole different city. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Seems also like forever. Happened, also happening, which you might want to consider, is OrcaCon 2023 Ooh. in Bellevue. And it's going to be January 6th, 7th, and 8th, 2023. You can book your room. You can get an early bird badge. Early bird badge is, is only $60. So get that done now. It's going to be through um, October 30th for that price. After that, it goes up 10 bucks. Call them early whale badges, early orca badges, because wow. orca con, early birds, not, never mind. These are details. <laughs> never mind. Small details. One that ever says early orca gets the worm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it's really it's cool. Looks like, uh, looks like people are actually meeting in person, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's yeah, good. it looks like things are getting better. So that's a plus. Well, things must be getting better. The last time we did con news, there wasn't much to say. Last several was, times you've done con news. This is like the fullest con news segment you've had in a yeah. while. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, with that, uh, do we get some Kickstarter news, Rebecca? Well, I tell you, I have some Kickstarter news and I have some uh, just other news because... Um, you know, I like to find a lot of specifics. There weren't a lot of games that I look for to review on Kickstarter. I like the quick kind of card games and whatnot. And there's a lot of RPG games and, and a lot of, uh, you'll probably talk about some of those, and a lot of um, uh, minis and figurines and maps and cool stuff to get on Kickstarter. But I do have one. Uh, but this one um, actually was on Kickstarter, but it survived and has thrived. I don't think I've brought this one up before. It's an outer space uh, uh, board game called So You've Been Eaten. <laughs> and um, I'm sure still Paul will have the graphics up here. Um, cute little guy who's in the process of being eaten. Still got his little spacesuit on. And uh, you were basically playing the role of a deep space miner. And the other players take on the roles of the megafauna that is attempting to digest you. Uh, the miner earns points by collecting crystals and the beast earns points by developing immune responses and by its bacteria attacking the miner. The game ends in a win for the miner if they collect all eight different crystals and the beast wins by digesting the miner after four bacteria of the same type have attacked. Doesn't that sound uplifting? 
it's great. Uh, anyway, um, so this says pre-orders are available now, but this was written in January of this year. So perhaps this uh, game is already out there and available. It's called So You've Been Eaten. And I can't help but say it with like, I don't know, a Jewish accent. So you've been eaten. Yoy. Am I the only one? Sounds more like a cocktail. Not even um, close. And, there's a comma. You know, so you've been eaten. That. That's so, better. That's better. You like that uh, second one best? Okay. So you've been eaten. And an annoyed beast in space. An yeah. asymmetric 30 minute game of survival and profit for zero to two interest other minor beasts. That sounds great. Doesn't it? I yeah. think so too. I like All it. All right. And then uh, I found this other one, which very different. Um, this is by, uh, it's called Amending, and it's by game designer Gian Shim. Apologize if I butcher that name. Uh, winner of the inaugural Diana Jones Emerging Designer Award. I don't know what that is, but it's an award. This person won an award for this game. Uh, it, is, it is called Amending, and it basically is about, um, it's a, it's a, game where you're sewing you're going to sew during this game do some needlepoint the premise is that you have parted from an old friend and when they call for you after many years you decide to embark on the long journey to reunite with them your character travels through a quiet quietly fantastical land guided by a deck of prompt cards and the game is played by embroidering a map documenting your way the rule book is enchanting and succinctly written, providing players with enough information to scaffold their experience, but leaving plenty of room for them to create a story wholly their own. And at the end, you have your little unique keepsake crafted by your own hand. I think that's kind of cool. cool. Amending. Uh, okay. So we have also kind of caught my eye. But there wasn't much description on this um, in this particular article. It's called... Um, under Hollow Hills. Has anyone heard of that? No? no. Really nifty, uh, really nice looking haunting mm. illustrations. Uh, pretty cool. From Jay Dragon, uh, creative director and head of publishing at Possum Creek Games and creator of Wander Home. Blue Samurai, I don't know if you've heard of Wander Home. You've usually heard of lots and lots of things. So, um, This game, uh, the person who is writing this review says, every time they play it, Under Hollow Hills teaches me something new. It's going to get deep, you guys, so please have some reverence. Okay. okay. One day it is about summer and winter, how I am when I'm warm and how I am when my heart grows cold, how my gender changes with the seasons. Another session teaches me vulnerability, how the nightmare horse in all his power looks so gentle and tender in my hands when he asks for me to hold him. Under Hollow Hills is a game about how we treat each other when times are good and how we treat each other when times are bad. Between its gorgeous prose, fascinating, imaginative characters, countless treasures, and natural flowing play style, Under Hollow Hills is the future of tabletop role-playing games, a unique and impossible treasure. So I don't really know how to play it. Yeah. But I imagine there's instructions. What? Maybe. No. Anyway, I thought that was really nifty and different, and it and it caught my eye. So and then this last one is a Kickstarter. Uh, this game is simply called Insanity by this uh, young man by the name of Tyler King out of uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, and looks like there's still 19 days to go as of this day today, whatever day this is. Um, I don't even need to read these instructions. There's a deck of 52 cards. You pick up a card and you do the thing in the card. If you don't do it, you're out. Okay, so, so it, it's like a um, move on. <laughs> you do four of spades. 
Um, well, there's directions on the card. Okay. Not, not, but good question. Good, 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 good question, good, 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 good still. Um, he's going to come out with uh, different additions, obviously, because if you're, I don't know, a certain kind of person, you're going to blow through this deck right away. Um, yeah. So he has several editions already lined up and it's just going to keep going. I was hoping that there would be some examples of cards. Oh, there are a few examples of cards. Show everyone your butt is one of the cards. Okay. Blue Samurai, would you? Oh, we all would. Okay, <laughs> I would too. I would too. Except for my wife. I don't know if she's seen that. Okay, never mind. Kiss the person to the right on the lips. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, that'd be still Paul for me. Well, I'm not sure. Wait a minute. Oh my God, you two are next to each other. You two are next to each other, aren't you? Anyways, uh, things things like that. Uh, sing a song for 25 seconds, uh, blah, 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 etc. Um, Sounds fun to me. Yeah, we're not playing that it. game. Doesn't say if they should play it like in the privacy of your own home or, I mean, there's the bare butt thing, but you could be in public and do that too, right? Right? You could do that, right? I mean, I do sure. that. Yeah. Oh. I, I, mean, played, I played a game uh, anyway, that's, at, uh, at my first that's bachelor party. Your first bachelor party, oh. First bachelor party. I had to kiss from my friend Rick. Blue Samurai, were you at Still Paul's first bachelor party? Yeah. Do you, do you remember? So what I'm going to give my game report. Whoa. So we've got... Uh, Whoa. Now you're going to love this. It's oh, about listeners. Coffee. It's about coffee and it's about D&D. It's up on Kickstarter. Xana's Guide to Magic Coffee RPG Supplement up on Kickstarter. Um, it's got, as do? of today, it's Still 21 poem. days ago, Tell but me. probably more. Um, I mean, going out and adventuring across the land is a thing you can do, or you and your party mates can settle down and open up a little coffee shop. Now, we, in our D&D campaigns, we love to open up our own businesses we do that a with lot. very little no, we don't even need no, anything you except you love to open up your own businesses i love and to open up the little businesses then the, the two of you 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 like our inn and you don't uh, need to be a part of it mr skull manor in one of our dnd games but anyway let me go on did you so did you ever wonder what kind of adventuring life goes beyond the normal hustle and bustle of killing dragons no. Some people just want a satisfying career of owning their own coffee house and supporting their local community. Sure, yeah. it may not pay as well, but everyone agrees that life's that that lifestyle is way more healthy. So, with this is this game, but then uh, you well, got to help customers. Kickstarter. It's a supplement to Dungeons and Dragons 5e. So, it's got some spells in it. It's got rules on how to open up your own coffee shop. So, uh, check it out. Kind of, kind of, kind of weird. Um, I'm sorry, Blue Samurai, no. are you using a condenser mic? What? No. Because oh, you sound a little bit low. Okay. So well, be loud. Okay. I'll be louder. Maybe get uh, closer. Yeah, I should. I should be closer. Oh, no, no, no. Back, ah. back, farther back. Anyway, next is uh, Paracle Gathering Darkness RPG on Kickstarter. Um, this thing is already fun. It's another RPG um paracle gathering darkness is an app-driven tabletop role-playing game for one to four players it combines exciting dice-based combat with a ground baking ground baking ground breaking <laughs> companion app that takes the place of the game master uh player creates heroes using classless hero creation system then explore the dangers and mysteries of paracle via lore master the game app companion oh so there is wow. no baking there's no actual There's baking. No baking. I don't know why I said that. Because hmm. uh, you're is, hungry. 
Uh, could be. Uh, Tamashi, Chronicles of the Ascend board game up on GameFound, post-apocalyptical uh, Japan. The world is now ruled by all-powerful AI. How will you fit in this world? I don't know. That's what you need to figure out in Tamashi, Chronicles of Ascend, a new adventure board game up on GameFound. So check that out. Um, next up, um, I am looking here because everyone loves 40K. So Tyranid <laughs> Monsters getting more monstrous. Tyranids, if you know what that is, it's little bug monsters. Little bug monsters. Ugh. Yes. It Tyranids have some good. truly horrific members of their hive, and they're only getting more nasty with their new codex that's coming out soon. We get a new look, or we get a look on how a few of them are changing in this preview. You're going to need to get bigger cans of raid. Ooh, that's kind I don't of like games with bugs. Anyways, for Warhammer, check it out. Everybody loves it. And yep. then, next, lastly, because we all love Lord of the Rings, because Lord of the Rings started it all, uh, Fantasy Flight is bringing back some of the older sets from the Lord of the Rings LCG. The next one is Ang Angmar Awakened. Though there are some new cards still there. For those who already have the set, these new cards will be available as print and play from Fantasy Flight website. Check that out. And of course, I've gotta I've gotta talk about this because you all are big DD fans. Is Mordenkine presents Monsters of the Multiverse. Oh. Yes. Uh, you can get that in D, D Beyond. It'll be out May the 17th. However, I think you can get it now at bookstores as a bundle. But that's uh, a little pricey, but if you want to wait a little bit. May seventeenth, then you can get. So I would, uh, I would have that. to buy books I already have to get the bundle. Yeah, kind of, but they're all updated though. Oh, oh, updated books that I already. Yay! Have. <laughs> uh, you should just, just wait, just wait. Maybe they have that Aracocra movement. Maybe they have the Aracocra movement. Maybe, maybe. But that's all I have. Um, I do y'all want to listen to uh, Michael? Nope, nope, I got one, one game I want to talk about. Oh, wow! This is unprecedented. Um, it, it's creepy, it's kooky, and it's filled with plenty of hairy squeaking horrors to fill the time. And that's a review from Tabletop Gaming Magazine. It's um, Call of Cthulhu Scritch Scratch um, by our friend Lynn Hardy and friends. Woo! So if you go to um, chaosium.com right? Scritch Scratch, um, you can, um, this is 10 bucks. And that's for the paper version. And what terror lurks within the gloomy woodlands surrounding a sleepy English village. Scritch Scratch is just $9.99 US dollars, comes with six pre-gen characters, so you can get going right away. Order Why is the Mona Lisa hovering over the same? I don't know what he's doing, yeah. Um, order direct and you get the PDF included within the price too. So check out Scritch Scratch from um, Chaosium. It's kind of fun to say Scritch Scratch. <laughs> Sorry I interrupted you, but when Blue Samurai stepped away, the Mona Lisa appeared. And it's kind of freaking me out. Dude, what's going on? I don't I know. I think this is going to work, problem. but I don't know. Should we talk to Mike a lot? I finally found it. So Nice. Well, we did talk to Mike a lot. And let's, let's share our talk with the rest okay. of the world. Now. Shall we? All right. Boom. Hey, geeks. Guess who we're with? We're with Mike a lot. Michael, thank you for coming on our show. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Uh, we had Rebeculous here go out and try to find 
really cool, awesome game designers. Did a great job. Thank you. She did, though, though she did disappear and not tell us for several hours. <laughs> <laughs> we're wondering where the hell were you? Um, but I was playing games, man. Yes. You were playing, uh, what, Bricks and, uh, what was it? Bricks and Brutes. Bricks and Brutes, yeah, which, Michael, that is your game. Yes, indeed. So, uh, Michael, tell us about the game that you're doing. Actually, I found out doing a little cyber stalking uh, <laughs> that uh, you actually have developed, uh, I think, three games in total? Is that Three games correct? that have been published, yes. Okay, that's yeah, correct. yeah. Come talk to, you, talk to us about this game. So, Bricks and Brutes is basically a castle wall building game, uh, basically eight and up. But I do have adults who really enjoy it, mostly. Uh, I had one lady who was a Kickstarter backer who really appreciated the game because she could drink wine, play with her kids, and still have a chance of winning. Yes. So it's basically you're, you, everyone gets a unique castle wall plan, and the first person to build their wall to the, the plan they have in front of them at that time wins the game. And you have masons that have moved bricks, and you have brutes that protect the masons from the dragon, and you have a queen who changes her mind as to how the castle should look, and so occasionally you'll have to build to a completely new wall plan. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. Yeah, and I noticed that you also have two other games, Drawn Swipe and Hexanose. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, Hexanose is as simple as you can imagine. It is literally six-sided dominoes. It is uh, make it out of uh, laser etched acrylic that I, I etched myself. And uh, Draw and Swipe is uh, a triangular tile based game where you are competing to complete uh, sets of four tiles to complete a frame and then move to the center. And to do that, you either draw, draw blind two tiles from the tile pile or you can swipe from your opponent. And so, uh in your bricks and Bru bricks and brutes that you're doing right now, is it uh, you've already done the Kickstarter? Is, is that all passed now? Or oh yes, all three all three yeah. of these have been Kickstarted and are out. Great, and um, you know we talked to a lot of game designers, and uh, God bless them because they are <laughs> they are working their butts off. And listeners out there, I know many of you li listen to us because you're, maybe you want to be a game designer, or you are a game designer, you're into this nerdy mechanical stuff. Now we do do games. Um, Michael, I'm sure this is not your own, like you're not a full-time game designer, right? You oh, certainly not. I, there's no way I could, I could survive uh, on game design. As much as I'd love to do that, yes. to be the next Klaus Tuber and all the variations of settlers. Uh, no, I'm uh, originally an engineer and then moved into project management. And I've been tinkering, basically been tinkering with game set rules since my early teens, making like house rules for games to you know, tighten them up, make things cleaner. And then I've been doing you know, my own games for decades. And it wasn't until, basically until COVID hit and my contract job ended. And it's like, you know, if I'm gonna do it, I may as well. And that's when I kickstarted Bricks and Brutes back in March of 2020. You know, a lot of things changed. <laughs> yes. A lot of people found new opportunities. Yes. And so I guess good things happened. <laughs> so that's a plus. Yeah, that is true. Yes. Yes, and uh, and I know you know it's funny you said engineer because I was uh, I, I was looking at your games and before you even uh, said you were an engineer, I was thinking to myself, he must be an engineer because <laughs> these are space. space yes, there are a lot of puzzle and, and three dimensional. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was going to ask you if you have 
um, games that are very like do you do you develop role playing games or is this kind of thing which this is what I love Seems these puzzles and three dimensional yeah. stuff is just terrific it's like my favorite kind of game is I like actually have a whole variety um, the ones I kickstarted first were the ones that I think had the most appeal um, I've got one coming down the line uh, Ziggurat which I'm actually playtesting here at Dragonflight 41 and that is a uh, you're searching an ancient Mayan temple for treasure avoiding rats, snakes, spiders, the other archaeologists. Meanwhile, the outside of the, the Mayan temple, the ziggurat, is slowly being, uh, the entrances are slowly being filled with sand. And yeah. so you have to get as much treasure out before the, all four entrances are sanded in. Later down the road, I've got Power Baron, which is basically you're building um, your own power network with uh, solar plants, coal plants, nuclear plants, transmission lines, you're doing monopoly pricing, you're trying to gouge the other players, which, so that's very much not that's the, totally different. Uh, right. totally different. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I like that. Jeez. And then I've, I've got uh, Backyard Battle, which is, um, does anybody remember Jarts before they got <laughs> Absolutely. <outlawed>? Okay, <laughs> all right. Absolutely Right. Oh so yes. that's, a, that's a game we play outside where you have beanbags and you have uh, tanks and mobile artillery. And you're, you're moving your tanks and mobile artillery and tossing your beanbags at the, you know, the other players' tanks and mobile artillery. And not, that's, not sharp, pointy missiles? No, Just unfortunately beanbags. not. No, okay. Just beanbags. <laughs> that's correct. I guess yeah. that seems a little safe. And so I have, and that, for me, that's, an, that's sort of a disadvantage because the, the people who backed Bricks and Brutes, a lot of them came back and backed Hexanos and then Draw or Swipe because they're all sort of in the same genre. But when I try to kickstart Ziggurat or Power Baron or Backyard Battle, that original core of people may not be at all interested in a, a game where you're building out transmission lines and power plants. And so since I'm not niche in, not all my games are in the same niche, then I have to, you know, try to broaden my audience as much as possible. Right. So talk to us about how you do your game design, how you develop from start to finish. Maybe walk through one of the three that are out there right now. <laughs> um, it's, and people think that, uh, you know, it's quick. It's not. It takes a lot of time. Um, or, or maybe you're the exception <laughs> to oh, that. But every game design we talk yeah. to, some of them took like years to get this going. Well, actually, in my case, since I was doing it at you know, what I would call extremely part-time, um, it, it has taken, you know, I look back at, for example, um, Bricks and Brutes version 0, 0.0. The, the first recorded instance of that was back in 2009. And it just, it sort of ebbs and flows. As, you know, I, my work life or my personal life changes or, you know, I sort of have other things that I need to focus on. But oh, just simply over time, they you know they get pulled out, they get played with, they get tinkered with, and then uh, you know there's a spurt of activity, and then it lays fallow for a while. Um, it's only recently, especially since you know <laughs> COVID, that I've had a lot more time on my hands to actually focus on bringing many of the games that have not yet been published uh, to a cleaner and a, also a bigger audience, and that actually the downside of COVID for me has been it's much harder to get playtesters together, you know, other than families that I know. And so the playtesting has really slowed down a lot. And that's really, you right. know, difficult. Because once I've once you've playtested it, 
you you have a very different uh, relationship with the rule set and the gaming, and so it's it's hard to find new people, which is one of the reasons I'm I'm very glad I'm here, is I'm play testing Ziggurat with a lot of total strangers and getting a lot of really good feedback that I, I just wouldn't get from people who've who've played it you know five times already. I, I heard from uh, people that uh, the you know game designers have played testing and I, it's it's a key moment for the game and mm -hmm. uh, were there rules that you liked that you were kind of disappointed that uh, the feedback was <laughs> oh man Michael this this sucks I, what, oh yes oh yes yep. and, and, and how did you take that you just you just kind of rolled with it you just you, gotta you have to roll with it because as much as you're invested in it um, you know as much as I for example Ziggurat the original the the very first recorded instance that the rule set has uh, archaeologists, runners, and brutes. And the brutes, you know, defended the archaeologists and the runners from the other players, archaeologists, runners, and brutes. And it just was way too complicated. And so a lot of what I have found is that my initial inspiration is way overly complex. And so I have to dial it back so it's actually, you know, playable for the, the target audience. Yeah. You're, you're not the first developer to say that. That seems yeah. to be what they say, and yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, a dumb, we're a dumb people in general. <laughs> things to be simplified. Yeah, Rebecca, how did you, you like the game? I mean, you played it for a while. So. I, didn't, I didn't actually play it for a while, but I listened uh, mm -hmm. avidly to um, Michael explaining it to me, and I was, uh, actually, I was going to, I was gonna, I was gonna get it. Then I saw, uh, you know, it seems like it's sort of for younger people, and I felt a little sheepish about <laughs> wanting to purchase it. But I was just asking how uh, Bricks and Brutes was for two players, uh, as we're walking down the hall here, um, and it's it's fine, but it's a little better with uh, more than two. So I think I'm gonna pick up a bag of Hexanos or a box. A bag, yes. A bag yeah. uh, before <laughs> I leave today, because that is just my speed. Portable, taking it to the local tavern, setting it up, playing yes. with my. Oh, that would be great. So. Please do. So, so Michael, when you uh, had to scale back because the complexity of uh, uh, the game, did you think of, well, maybe this is an expansion? Um, I could maybe expand on this later, or did you just decide, ah, oh, you know what, I'm just gonna, the, I'm just gonna make it simple and go right. on to the next thing. It's the the, it was uh, Power Baron, which is the you know the power plant and transmission line domination of of the island that is the one that I, I took all the overcomplex parts and kind of put in back pocket for an expansion, very much so. Uh, there's a lot of fun things you can do with, with you know, power plants and regulations that come up and wind power becomes profitable. You know, the, the local community says, you know, no coal plants here, so you have to shut down your coal plant. It, a, lot of, a lot of stuff is back pocket waiting for the, uh, an expansion pack. Ah, okay. Well, so, so you went through different iterations. You did play testing. Uh, talk to us how some we talked to different game designers and how they come up with their prototypes. Uh, some of them make them really fancy right off the bat, which tends to be the bad decision. We found out. Um, you can always fix it. You can always fix it, but you don't want to make it too <laughs> fancy because it costs money sure. sometimes. But uh, how did you go about that? So bricks and brutes uh, for years was. <laughs> was originally I just used Legos uh, because they're, you know, they're bricks. How, how, right. more, how more complicated could it be they? Um, <laughs> for for this, the Ziggurat board, I built it out of just MDF, MDF uh, 
plaster wood, plaster wood and used little Lego minifigures for the archaeologists and the runners. I, because my playtesters, you know, expect it, the, you know, the first iterations are pieces of, you know, basically 11 by 17 pieces of paper with Lego parts that represent um, the, uh, you know, the different components. Um, however, coming out here, especially for, for Dragonflight, I wanted it especially uh, Ziggurat to look a lot more polished. And so for those, I actually did, you know, make an extremely small run of four sets of the, the playing cards. Because you don't want someone who's playtesting to say, these are business cards that are impossible to shuffle and they don't, they don't, um, they don't stack well. You don't want that to, de you know, detract from their, from their experience. You want them to actually have a, a good tactile experience, but not spend hundreds of dollars to make it perfect when you know full well you'll get feedback that will make you, you know, go back and redo the, the card deck. For example, I have some new cards that some of the playtesters suggested that I thought were very creative. So one of the things that game designers talk about the expense and the difficulty is the art or the graphics involved. Did you... Did you have any challenges with that, or um, how did you uh, get that done? <laughs> so for uh, Bricks and Brutes and Hexanos and Drawer Swipe, not, all the... Not I tons of art required for those, really. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Ziggurat yeah. looks like it could be pretty. <laughs> yes. Actually, that is the first... Ziggurat is the first one that I've actually reached out to uh, an actual company that does artwork games and so we, we we chatted about this earlier in this year and you know that's going to be pretty expensive but everything else I've done so far has been you know I with Corel draw I've made my my logos from the three games that are already out there but Ziggurat is going to be in a box and it's going to have to look pretty right well that's that's smart of you to do the the first three where you didn't have to uh, kind of go out and pay for art because that can get really expensive we t we talked to uh, we talked to a game designer who is an artist, so she, she nice. cut out a lot of her expenses. Uh, so you ran through the process, you developed the rules, you game tested, you had a, the prototype that you like, uh, you got the art. How did you go about getting the company to produce the actual game itself, the pieces, the box? How did you go through that process? Oh, that was easy. I'm totally self-published. Yeah, I, 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 I've got, I've got my miter saw to cut the wood. I've got my laser to, to etch the acrylic and cut, wow. the, cut the tiles. Okay. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So you didn't go through a Chinese company that. Uh, With the exception of the, the the formal cards, the playing cards, uh -huh. that then yes, I I went through a company called oh shout out makeplayingcards.com. <laughs> oh wow, okay. Wow. <laughs> and they've done really well for me. Oh, good. But good. yeah, bricks and brutes mm -hmm. needs needs the playing cards, and obviously Ziggurat does as well. Right. But pretty much everything else, and another shout out, Rollco Games. I buy my my little pawns, mm -hmm. and from them, and then I laser the the faces onto the pawns for the the masons and the brutes for uh, bricks and brutes. Oh wow! Okay, wow. so you we're going through the process here. You got everything complete. So what made what what was the deciding point for you to go? Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do the Kickstarter route, or you know, or I'm gonna go try to go to a publisher and get this done. Obviously, you decide to do it on your own. So, what, what was that 
What was that decision making? How, how did you reach that decision? I never really, ex- first off, I, I never expected to be able to quit my day job and, you know, put food on the table with my games. And so for me, it's just the, the sheer enjoyment of knowing there are people, total strangers to me, out there mm-hmm. playing something that I created. Um, no, and there's no desperation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, there's, you know, there's a lot. Exactly. Exactly. And I've got, you know, the Kickstarters were, were wonderful. I got, you know, people from almost every continent except uh, Africa and Antarctica. Good. I mean, my wow. games are all over the world. Nice. And just, what is wrong it, with you, Antarctica? It blows my mind. I just. <laughs> Michael's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> Play his game. I need to find some, you know, somebody who's on a research there you know, you station go. down there and send them a kit. So, people to play such games. Exactly. So talk to us about the, your Kickstarter process and how you came about that. Uh, sometimes that can be stressful. Um, and what was the time length you picked and why? And uh, did you have friends help you out? Because yeah. I know sometimes you got to do a video and all how that. How fast did you get funded? Yeah. Uh, I let's like projects get funded. Oh, it, yeah. Like that. Yeah. I, it, well, I... For the, for the very first one, it was literally uh, Bricks and Brutes. It was me standing in front of a camera, you know, talking straight to the, you know, straight to the camera. I had a, a voiceover when the, the uh, sh- sort of showed how the game was played. I had a voiceover of uh, my son and my daughter t- you know, doing a, a question and answer, which, which was pretty funny. Um, like, Dad, do I have to do this? Oh, and <laughs> that, that part was not in the audio for the Kickstarter, actually. That's good. <laughs> um, but I, I, I set a reasonable, a reasonable target for, because I was only making a few hundred kits. And so, it, you know, I wasn't looking for a $50,000 Kickstarter to make uh-huh. beautiful kits because, you know, I'm, I'm making all this, all the parts myself. Right. So I'm free, basically. Um, and uh, the very first Kickstarter, Bricks and Brutes, I had a lot of you know family and friends who really, who really pitched in. And then, lo and behold, they actually really enjoyed the game, and so they told their friends and so on and so forth. So, Bricks and Brutes was funded about halfway through. Oh wow, um, good. Hexanos uh, was Hexanos was actually faster, but uh, Draw or Swipe, because uh-huh. it's a harder game to explain, you know, especially through a Kickstarter video, and it it seems. It seems pretty dry mm-hmm. until you actually play it, uh, and that one that one was a little nail bitey to the end. So, what was your goal on the bricks and brutes and uh, 4,800. 4, and what did you end up with? Uh, I think I topped out at fifty three hundred. Oh, yeah. good, good, yeah. good. That's awesome. But then, then here's the hard part, right? It's after you do that, then you gotta go out and schlep this thing at different cons. Oh. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, I guess you get to meet new people and mm-hmm. go on podcasts like ours. So, uh, <laughs> so, what, so what other cons have you uh, been going to to so push this? Since I, you know, I, I started this all up you know, with the Kickstarter back in March of 2020, uh, this is the first con that I have gone to because oh, all the ones okay. in Calif- you know, in where I live in California were basically shut down um, in 2020. So there's, I am blessed in where I live is that there is a con within about three hour driving distance every month of the year. Oh, wow. And so, Jeez, okay. uh, yeah, some big ones and some small ones. But 
I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And to be perfectly honest, this you know I put my toe in the water with um, Dragonflight because the the woman who runs Dragonflight, Amy, uh, she back you know she was a Kickstarter backer for all three of my games, and about two months ago she sent me an email saying, "Hey, by the way." I run this con. <laughs> Would you want to come up oh, to Seattle? Because I'm cool. I'm down for it. Yeah. yeah. Great. We're going to be interviewing her next. Oh, good. Are you, yeah. uh, pl- by the way, speaking of cons, because yeah. we, we have yeah, a con. Is there Orca Con? In just a in few your short months, you should hop a plane right back here. <laughs> That's right. There's a nifty little thing. What do we call it? Orca Con. That's what we call it. Shout out. It is usually, it's it's unusually quiet. This year at Dragonflight because of yeah, the big yeah, COVID, yeah. yeah. But uh, it is usually much more hopping. So yeah. hopefully that will just continue to grow. Yeah, and and, and Michael, what uh, what? So what's your long term goal here? I get picked up by some publisher, or you, to, or you become your own uh, giant uh, game company? I I Bot Incorporated <laughs> or something like awesome. that. Or <laughs> games. I I really don't I don't have big ambitions. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm. I'm satisfied, well, let me back up. I would love for my games to get out to more and more people mm-hmm. and the word of mouth and people play it. And I, you know, especially with Hexanos, I've gotten a lot of repeat customers from, oh, I played it with my, my friend the other day, or I actually had a woman who ordered, ordered three kits and I sent them down to Los Angeles and I just said, hey, just out of curiosity, how did you find out about this? And her response is, well, my boss has a son-in-law in England. Oh, the, wow. he, cool. the boss is in England, and so cool. he had played Hexanos with his son, and he didn't want to pay international shipping, and so he, when his secretary was in Los Angeles, he said, hey, can you buy three kits and then bring them home with you when you come back? So she was she was importing my games to England. Which oh, was, that, that I, I, bet that's, I bet that's more satisfying to hear that people liked your yeah. games than the actual sale of the game, <laughs> right? I mean, that must make you feel good. Oh, it's yeah, like, hey. it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And again, since I'm not counting on this to, you know, pay the rent, there's there's just not that that desperation. That's some that's some good solid Zen attitude there. Yeah. In the game. Yeah. I, Healthy. It's, it's nice doing things for the joy of doing it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, we have. Uh, we we. It's been great for us because we've been inter- interviewing these game designers that uh, they're they're not getting rich off this. Uh, just <laughs> not going to get rich off this. Okay. No. Um, so, <laughs> but they just enjoy it. Um, every single one of them have um, have jobs. Um, David Gerard's a good friend of ours. Junk Spirit Games. He's made several games, very successful games. Yet, you know, he works at. I think he works at an insurance company or something like that. Right. And so, right. Because. Bottom line, as you know, Michael, because you you got kids, you gotta feed them, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what you gotta do, yeah, right? And then to. you gotta you, you to? gotta you gotta and you gotta you pay do. for a mortgage. Right. <laughs> so you gotta do that, and it's so nice that you're doing this. But I also know it's really hard because, you know, Rebeccaulus and still Paul and I, we yeah. we we see you guys, uh, we we see you guys, and we we play your games, we enjoy it, but we also know that, man, you're you're working hard, you're going to different cons, you. Yeah, 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 and I'm a, I'm a, a total introvert, and so this is really outside of my comfort zone, and just it's Please. it's been a it's been a stressful couple of days. Yeah. Well, 
Sorry about that. You seem to be handling it very well, yeah. from what I see. Um, and thanks for talking to us. I yeah. know you have to get back to your, your table. I want to want to say this right. Is it Nanolocity? Nanolocity you nailed games. it. Yep. Bam. All Michael right. Ott, Nanolocity Games. All right. And that, that's a website that people can go to, I assume? Or? Absolutely. NanolocityGames.com. Nanolocity. Like. Velocity. Without like Velocity. Exactly. Right. Yep. You got any Twitters or Facebooks or something like that? I do have a, I have a, I have a Facebook page. Uh, my wife, you know, shout out to my wife. She keeps nudging me to keep posting. So I've been posting to, you know, Good. my dragonfly. You taking a picture of this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, I do have a, a Twitter as well. Okay, yep. great. And you got, okay, so your fans out there expecting Ziggurat. And what was the other thing you said? Power Baron. Power Baron. Okay, Coming look up. Out, yep. Look out cool. for that. Look out for that. Any future Kickstarter just before we... Oh, the, yeah. The Ziggurat is going to be, it will also be Kickstarted. Yeah. Oh, do you know when? Probably very early 2022. Okay. I have to make right. some. I have to make some more tweaks based on my feedback from okay. from Dragonfly. We, we do these interviews, but we space them out when we release them, so we want to make sure we get it before. Oh. The, the Kickstarter, <laughs> not after, because yeah. that's yep. really embarrassing when it's after. Um, it might work out. Um, cool. Well, Michael, is there anything else? No, I just I really people? appreciate this, and I it was a, an unexpected an unexpected ask from Rebecca. I appreciate that. Great. Is it your first podcast you were on for this? 100 percent yes oh, yeah. <laughs> yes please remember us because people get famous our, our 37 listeners are just going to be so I know. excited I know. <laughs> all right michael thank you very much for thank coming you on the thanks show. michael and that is michael ott i love that he makes all his pieces and stuff is that not awesomely cool he is self-contained man that's great, great. Uh, he came all the way up from california to see us just us just us. He wanted to go talk. He wanted to be on Geeks of Cascadia because we're so popular. He wanted to be in the cold back hallway at the Bellevue Hilton at Dragonflight. Nah, yes. it wasn't that cold. That wasn't that cold. Yeah, he was yeah. great. I was very impressed. Very impressed with him. Now, why can't we come up with great ideas? Why can't we? We do. We just don't do anything about it. That's true. We're that pretty lazy. We are I don't know. Lazy. I think you shouldn't even give us credit for the great ideas part. I don't know that we do. Do we? This podcast was a great idea. Well, that's his idea. Well, well idea. it's our idea. If it's no. his, it's our. <laughs> That's right. No, so, that was cool. that was uh, what else do we got going on, folks? I think that's uh, about it. Well, we've been we've been we're going to review a D and D adventure. Yes, against the giants. I hope. I, hope I, I think it's um. There must be giants. No, might, it's the original module. Um. <clears throat> And we've got. Sorry, um, don't edit that out. It's um, one of my better ones. We also got um, a possible uh, travel show that we're That's thinking right. about doing. Oh, I hope, I hope we do that. Just That's you got to be great. But you two have got to do some homework. I got you got to go through the homework. Google Doc. I've got links for you to check it out. So That's right. Yeah. That's it. That's all you're going to tell. I guess that's all. That's all I'm going to say. say. Is that in say. Drive? Yes. Okay. So check don't it out. don't tell everyone where it is. I'm They're not going to say that. the password for Drive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's cool. That'd be cool if yes. this 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 works out. And hopefully we'll get Lynn Hardy on the show because Paul's going to try to get that. Sounds like um, yeah. It's, um, there, there's the whole time zone thing. Yes. So you could I'm just not. have like her face up here, and I could fill in on talking her accent. Yeah, no, maybe we, we maybe just we do won't the do interview that, so that way. Yeah. No. Let's... No. 
I'll try to reach out to Patrick Day again. Mm-hmm. We we tried actually before, it just didn't work out. The timing was poopy. It was probably a bad day for him. He was going through day. some stuff, you know. Day. The uncles was shutting down, or at least where he was at. So yeah. But anyway, uh things are getting back together. People are seeing each other. Yeah, we're playing D in person on Fridays, which is nice. I like we that. are. When are we gonna go back to around the table? Not I that I don't like love to do going that. to your guys' house because I do because like there's do animals that. there, but there's animals that around the table too. My wife is not an animal. <laughs> I, I, I guess I wasn't referring gotta, to her, but okay. I guess we just gotta call them and say, hey, can we come back? Yeah. He'll be like, once, who, once who everyone are you? feels safe. Yeah. He'll say, no, not you. Yeah. Not you guys. Yeah. They've probably been open for a long time now and they just didn't want us to. They didn't and fr- to and Fridays is their uh, magic night, I think. Yeah. We just take a table space. But, but I think we spend a lot of money there. I think they'd like to have us back. I, I think, think they, they probably agree with Plus, yeah. we're just a group of genial, lovely mm-hmm. personalities. That's true. How do you not want us in your gaming? That's pub? right. And if you want us to show up at your game store, you can reach out to us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com or Facebook, Geeks of Cascadia, or Twitter, Geeks of Cascadia. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're not on the gram. We're not on. We're on Instagram. The, we never post anything. Oh, okay. You want to take a picture of yourself and I don't I don't know how to because do we do have fans out there uh, from other parts of the United States and the globe. Um, if you're Go Canada another, Woo! If you're from another country Sorry. or another state, you're gonna have to probably pay for airfare and all that. We're very popular. Uh, you should definitely do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you looked at our we are very popular? For, what for where yeah. we're popular? <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, top locations is San Francisco, uh, Frankfurt. Ah, uh, yeah. Duh. No, yeah. that's, that's for, uh, this week. <laughs> we, uh, you know, yeah. someone from Siberia listened to us once no. or something. No, no, no. Are you sure? Um, I'm looking at it right now. Mm. Nope. Is uh, that oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We had 20, we had some, we had one from Moscow. Ooh. Hey, Moscow. You know. What do you know? You're the good people from Moscow. A yes. lot of people. There's a on the lot West. of good people in Russia. Believe me, a lot, me, of, a lot of good people. Just not Putin. And uh, yes. we got a lot of uh, a lot ah, a lot of people from the West Coast listen to us. So anyway, Russia uh, and there the West you Coast. Go. That's our fans. I, I think that's it for our show. Do we have anything else before we sign off? That was I a good show. Good. Um, good show. Uh, I don't know. Shoot, we're on and, Zoom. I can't hug you during your sign out line and, and to all of our listeners and subscribers out there Hug make sure you cat. subscribe by the way but um we, we're subscribe. sorry we're not putting more of these out um a lot of life things happened yeah um you know a little family. teardrop or two would be very convincing right yes. now Blue family Samurai. stuff family stuff yeah you get that teardrop going it's tough down. it's tough yeah mm, tough all right anyway all right. with that embrace the nerd and i hope you make that saving throw Oh!